your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So at 7.39, we now look at the way in which the world seems to be going Pokemon Go crazy. If you've not played the game, and it is difficult to play in Korea, I think we established on yesterday's show that only Sokjo was uh, uh, eligible because of a, a glitch. Basically, uh, you need to have Google Maps, you need to have the real-world maps uh, attached to your smartphone to be able to play the game, but because it's an international game, it can't access local maps, and uh, Korea's gone through this whole problem with Google Maps in the past. But that aside, we, I'm sure, are aware that the world is going crazy for this game, which basically is similar to the old-style game. If you hadn't played that, you're going around searching for imaginary creatures, but they appear on your smartphone as you walk around, and this is cause all sorts of issues. Uh, people trespassing on property. W one of the more distasteful aspects of this was uh, when um, there was a story about some people hunting for game items in a Holocaust memorial described by museum staff as extremely inappropriate. There were also two teenagers who were deemed thieved and were shot at by an owner of a house in Florida. You can see where this is going if people are wandering around on private property or in uh, inappropriate locations trying to find these creatures. Now, Dr. Kieran Mann, information security consultant who recently worked at Cyber Psychology Research Centre at the Royal College of Surgeons in Ireland, joins us on the line. Good morning to you from Seoul. Good morning. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, and I, I, I don't want to say that this is all bad because we've also established this week how lots of young people and maybe people of all ages are going out taking long walks in search of these Pokemon and getting a good bit of exercise in the process. But but this is augmented reality, is it? What are your feelings overall? Um, I, I think it's it's very interesting. And I mean, um, as I say, it, we, we can see the developments in America and other parts of the world. It's just, um, I think it's just started on the market here in Ireland within the last 24 hours. And you can already see some very interesting things happening. So just a, a couple of observations that I see that, unsurprisingly, it's not really, uh, it's not very useful in rural areas. So if you're not living in a big city, there's not many public landmarks because it's all based on Google Maps and the public landmarks and public buildings which are on the Google Maps. And that's more or less where all of the Pokemon are, are to be found. They're not, they're not randomly spread around the place. They're only in um, public buildings. So if you're living in a rural area, you can't really play unless you're prepared to drive large distances. So in that sense, it is, it's, it's not really an open playing field. Another thing that I've noticed, and it, it's similar to what you're saying about the, the Holocaust Memorial Museum, but not quite as controversial, is that I noticed that um, Film Institute here in Dublin um, was out very quickly this morning saying that uh, playing Pokemon within the Film Institute within the, when um, films were being shown and anywhere else in the building was banned. Uh, but they did say, as well as this, and you could understand that, but they did say at the end of the notice, though, that if you did catch a Pokemon within the building, that if you could tag the Film Institute and if you could send them a photograph so they could use that as part of their advertising campaign. So I thought that was kind of funny because, in the one hand, 
they sort of they don't want it taking place while the films run. But on the other hand, they sort of do want to use the novelty factor as promotional material for their um, for their own business. And mm. I think that's sort of where where the the interesting developments will be in that people won't necessarily want their privacy invaded, but they will see that there is a commercial and an advertising um, side to this, which is will doubtless will be ruthlessly exploited um, by many businesses um, as this Pokemon Go phase um, develops. From, from a, an individual's perspective, does this seem to be more addictive than other game phenomenon, or is it just that it's more noticeable because people are not locked in a bedroom or in a, in a you know, I mean, of course, you don't have to be locked in a bedroom. We've got lots of people playing smartphone games on subways, etc., etc. But the fact that it's uh, more socially interactive than others. Yeah, I, I think that there's certainly, um, on the one hand, the, the the popularity of the game is sort of this novelty factor of you actually have to go out and move around. But it's also based on, you know, the 20 years of culture and work that's built into Pokemon as a franchise to begin with. And I don't think this game, I mean, it's it sort of built on a previous game called Ingress, which was, you know, completely built from the ground up. Um, and that's it's an, another augmented reality game. It's not really as popular. It's, it's never going to be as popular as Pokemon because Pokemon has the franchise. Um, but I do think that the, the social connectedness aspect of this is... It's very interesting because I think it, it represents sort of the next phase in development of cyberspace, if you will. Because, I mean, we've had like social networking for the last 10 years, and that allows you to connect to people, generally usually to people you already know. But when you're on your smartphone or when you're at your laptop and you're connecting to friends or chatting with friends, it's, it's literally a virtual connection because you can't actually you know, see the person in front of you. They're not right there beside you. Whereas this augmented reality, these sort of games, it's a new method by which, you know, it's a, it's very technological. It has to be based with smartphones. It has to be based with GPS and all of those things. But it links you to the outside world in a way that social networking hasn't done. So I think it's, I'd be very surprised if this, you know, it's kind of been called a fad and so on, but I'd be very surprised if this isn't a, a very major development in um, in our social technologies. Yeah. Because there's other things that are going on at the same time, like you've probably heard about um, virtual reality and Oculus Rift and all of these head-mounted displays. I really can't see those taking off in the same in the same way as augmented reality like Pokemon Go does simply because it does allow you to get in touch with real people and that you meet people in the park at the different stops and so on. So I think it's it's a very exciting development in a number of ways. There does seem to be uh, a number of people that I witness on social media though who 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 seem to have a an immediate hatred of Pokemon Go or or at least a strong dislike of what this whole thing represents and sometimes without uh, neatly articulating why what, what do you think is behind that counter trend what, why are some people so suspicious of this um i'm not really too sure about that uh, i i think it, it, i've seen different uh, critical theorists discuss this and it's very hard to pin it down why that is I think there's a certain amount of um, a generational aspect to this in that this seems to be a development in technology which will really only work for 
a, a certain segment of the population for people who actually grew up with um, with Pokemon. Mm. Now, if this had been like if you compare this to Ingress, which is a newer game, it like it has no real history. Uh, the sense we get from Ingress players is that they're probably older. Is that they that they tend to be possibly maybe more towards thirty plus, whereas players of Pokemon. Anyone who grew up with Pokemon is probably going to be a little bit younger than that. Mm. So I think there is certainly a sense that the poke, that the people who are looking at other people playing Pokemon feel that they missed out on this, that it wasn't around when they were young. So that this is going to be um, almost, and I hate to use the phrase millennial, but I think it might be, um, because, you know, Pokemon is very complicated. Um, there's lots of different rules, there's lots of different you know, aspects to it and the whole how it's played. And if you didn't play it when you're younger, you're really going to miss out on how it's mm. actually played now. So that's something to it. But I, I, I think I know what, you, what you're what you're focusing in on. I think there is generally a sort of a distaste of technological fads when they come out like this. And I'm not entirely sure that I've come across any theorist or expert who has actually nailed down what that really is. Yeah, and I think we will we will see more of this, but I, I'm I'm not entirely sure. So I, I'm sorry, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, question. I mean, because I, I I wonder sometimes whether for some people games are about escapism, and and that when games and reality cross over, there is this sort oh, yeah. of scepticism about what that means for our real lives, <laughs> in a way. But uh, and and maybe a fear of what where we're heading with that. But again, we're yeah, in the realm of speculation. I, I think there's, um, we, well, we we certainly are. Um, I, I think it's, but I think it's very important that we do speculate about these things because we are getting into. Um, I mean, it, there's, there's certainly you know there's the, there's the issues around cultural sensitivity and privacy that we've mentioned there, and like the Holocaust Museum and different areas. But there's there are also serious um, security issues around this. There's been cases of people being mugged, being lured into certain areas with yes. Pokemon Go. Yes. There's also um, the actual questions of I, I've even seen cases of um, or, or read reports of people driving in their cars and playing Pokemon Go at the same time and being so bound up in it that they you know they stop their car in the middle of a highway you yeah. know, when, they, when they should be obviously concentrating while they're while they're driving and this is it's it's the sort of the escapism that you mentioned. And there's a, there's a concept in cyber psychology which almost applies here, but doesn't really, because and the concept is known as online disinhibition. It's from John Soler's work, and this is basically it. Basically, says that when you're on the internet, and he wrote this in 2004, so it was a very different internet then. But what he was talking about that when people are online, they will tend to get more emotional more quickly. Yes. They will have arguments, they will guess, they will lose their sense of self, they will become disinhibited okay. simply by the fact that they're online. They can't well, it makes a lot of sense. Facial expression. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of us do yeah. lose our inhibitions. And, and then when you take that into mm. augmented reality, well, there are all sorts of possibilities. We are out of time, Dr. McMahon, but thank you very much for taking the time to speak with us. My, my absolute pleasure. Thank you. Dr. Kieran McMahon, information security consultant based in Ireland. And our email's open to you if you want to have your say, efmthismorning at gmail.com.